Hello, and welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast with me, Melissa K. Norris, inspiring your faith and your pioneer roots. And on today's episode, which is episode number 101, today's episode is five tips to add extra hours to your week that actually work. Because I've gotten a lot of reader emails and listeners and questions that ask because I do the podcast and the blog, and I'm the author of several books. And I still, we have a fully functioning homestead, so we raise all of our own meat. We have a big garden, fruit trees. I've got my husband and two kids, and I still work a day job as a pharmacy technician. So I often get asked how I'm able to do everything that we need to do to get done in a day and kind of how we all go about it. So today's episode is going to dive into that to a degree and also give you these tips that have not only worked just for me, but that have also worked for our special guest that we have on today's episode, which is the fabulous Kathy Lip. I have decided, you know, a lot of times people will come the new year at the time of this recording, we're into February. So we're still kind of close to the first part of the year. But a lot of times people will start off the year and they'll either pick a word or do New Year's resolutions or whatever. And while I don't necessarily do that, I have decided, and I've already started implementing it, and then I decided I'm gonna go the whole way with it, that this is my year for 2017, is my year of simplicity and getting organized. Because I have went through too many periods where I have felt like I have been running around, never really able to get done all that I wanted to do, or things were just really hectic and crazy. That is no way to live life where you're feeling like you're in that overwhelmed space and that you're not able to really get down and do the things that you really want to do, the things that really matter to you. And so in honor of my year of simplicity, some of the tips that I use and then others that Kathy used, we're going to be sharing with you today in today's episode, tips that have worked for me and they have worked for her. And I'm pretty certain that they are going to work for you as well. And of course, we've got some wonderful resources and freebies available to help you implement these steps and the things that we're talking about. So you can grab those in the show notes at melissaknorris.com. Click on the podcast button, and this is episode number 101. All of the links to all of the different things that we're going to be mentioning and talking about in today's episodes, you can go there. There's also the show notes, so if you want to read that, you can do that as well. But you can grab those links to help you add those extra hours into your week so that you can really get done the things that are important and that matter to you without feeling crazy. Can I get an amen? Now, before I introduce you to Kathy, today's episode is sponsored by my book, The Made From Scratch Life, Simple Ways to Create a Natural Home. It is all the tips and the ways that we went from converting our home to having chemical and processed items in it into homemade without losing our minds and being crazy with overwhelm and my exact recipes and how we went about doing it. So it is your guide to made from scratch and simple living the natural way. You can check that out as well as get all of the bonuses with worksheets and workbooks to really help you implement the steps for free at madefromscratchlife.com. Now let's dive into grabbing our five tips in today's episode. I am super excited to introduce you to today's guest because she is super fun and we all need super fun people in our life. And you may or may not know her, but her name is Kathy Lip. So Kathy, welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. Hey, Melissa. So great to be here. 
No, I am super excited. So Kathy and I, Kathy is not a homesteader, though she wants to be a homesteader. And specifically, is it with chickens and goats or is it goats? If uh, I remember you correctly. You know, it's goats. I I do love chickens. Don't get me wrong. And my favorite genre of book, my husband says it's chicken lit. Like anything about a farm animal makes me so happy. But I do happen to live in a townhouse in Silicon Valley. So my homesteading abilities are kind of limited. They are. Now, I have to ask, we were talking about blueberries and tomatoes. Did either of those ever make an appearance on the patio? Okay. Well, that's so funny because I'm doing blueberries tonight, <laughs> but they are definitely store-bought. We're having some friends over, so I'm doing them. You know, uh, no, but I do have an herb garden growing right now, and all of it's alive. So this is this is... I, I've done tomatoes before in the past, but they're very frustrating because we have a lot of squirrels and the squirrels take one bite out of them and then take off. And I, for some reason in me, I'd rather they just take the whole tomato than leave me the one bite <laughs> tomato. It's very frustrating. So, but we have big plans this year. We, we are doing our research and we're going to be doing a container garden. We've done a salsa container garden before and that we're going to do that, but on steroids this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Salsa gardening is great. And oh, yes, yeah, cilantro Mm. is one of my favorites. I love cilantro. I'm growing so, cilantro okay, I'm right now. Yes, I am. I have a, a pot of cilantro growing right now. So I feel very homesteady right now. And I make my own laundry detergent. Does that count? Th that totally counts because yeah. homesteading is a frame of mind first. Yay. And you can homestead anywhere. It doesn't have to be the quintessential, you know, cabin on the big big plot of acreage mm -hmm. and pasture wise. So I love that you are bringing homesteading to Silicon Valley. <laughs> Amen. We are starting a movement. <laughs> I love it. Yes. So I, I am really excited though, to dive into today's topic. And it's also your new book and which I have been reading as part of my morning devotionals, actually, oh, nice. uh, since I got it, I started into it a couple of weeks ago and I'm really enjoying it. And it, it actually ties in with homesteading and simple living because a lot of us, myself included, we want to do the homesteading aspect. So we want to grow some of our own food. We want to mm -hmm. make stuff at home, homemade. We want to be cooking from scratch, but we're having to work this in around most, a lot of us having a regular day job or outside job right. career, bringing in some bacon somehow, literally yes. money. And we <laughs> want to raise our home bacon too. And then you've got, you know, my, I still have small kids at home. Sure. Some people, you know, you, you may be a stay at home mom, but you might be homeschooling. You know, all of us are super busy. We live in this day and age of, you know, just craziness. And a lot of people really feel overwhelmed, even with trying to adapt this simple lifestyle, because right. we talk about simplicity, but it does involve work. So right. I kind of would love to dive in with some tips when you are feeling overwhelmed to get you on a path of moving forward instead of just sitting in this like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't feel like I can do any of it. So we want to just throw our hands up in the air and do nothing. Right. And I think you make a really good point because simplicity isn't always easy, is it? You're not taking the easy no. path necessarily. You're saying, hey, I know that simple living is a way, you know, at least in my life, you know, I come from a Christian perspective. It's, it's a faith-based 
point of view. It's also a resource point of view, honoring what God has given us. And so the simple life, I think people think, well, I'm just going to do less and it's going to be easier. And it's just not true. And so I think that when we are, you know, especially for somebody like me who is trying to shift into a simpler life, I have to realize up front, there may be a lot more work and that can be overwhelming. It can just shut you down. And so some of the ways that I really feel like overwhelm can apply to this life choice, and that's really what it is, is uh, when you decide, you know, we're going to make a shift in either the way we eat, the way we heal, the way we, uh, you know, clean, whatever that is, is one of the things we call, we call these micro steps. So instead of saying, I've decided we are going to get rid of all the chemicals from our house forever and ever. Amen. And you take a big black garbage bag and you throw it all in there and you take it to the dump and you say, okay, everything is now vinegar and lemon juice. Instead of that, because <laughs> don't people do that? Come on. Don't they just go all in? They oh, yes. read one thing, and one article, and they've decided to change their entire lives. But instead, we talk about micro steps. So uh, I can get overwhelmed if I think I have to change every cleaning product in my house. But if I say, you know what, today I'm just going to do research. Today I'm going to look up three articles. And so that's a micro step. Or even if that feels overwhelming, I'm going to look up one article and I'm going to make one change. So I'm going to do some, I'm going to make a new window cleaner and I'm just going to replace my window cleaner today. But then next week, and this takes some planning. Next week, I'm going to replace what I use to clean my floors or whatever it is. So it's breaking things down into doable steps because I know many of us, and I'm one of these people, this is my natural instinct. It's all or nothing. So if, if I am going to cook from scratch for every meal for the rest of my life, okay, the first time I blow that, like, I, you know, the person at McDonald's knows me by my first name. And so it, 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 we live in this place of extremes and we don't allow ourselves any grace. And I really believe getting out from overwhelmed is a lot about self grace and self care. And instead of making, you know, 180 turns, it's making 181 degree turns. And when we can look at it that way, when we can do tiny things every day that get us closer to the life that God has called us to, boy, you know, we, we start to see the change and we can look at where we were six months ago and see the growth that we've made. And boy, it can be really, really satisfying. Okay. And I love that you said that because I am an all or nothing person mm -hmm. as well. Like my, you were talking, I'm like, oh, my hand is raised. I yeah. am. And it's so... It's so true because then when the first time you mess up, you feel like an immediate failure. And then you're so much more likely to just throw it all out and be like, okay, well, I can't do this, you know, because we right. had this one failure right. instead of doing those little steps. And I, I love that. In fact, I was laughing when you said the big black garbage bag with the cleaning because all pretty much every cleaning item in our home now is natural, but it didn't start out that way. Mm -hmm. But I'm really laughing because... I was the one that was doing the research and I was the one that was having the health issues when right. we really started cooking from scratch and mm -hmm. cooking out, you know, genetically modified and really the, the processed foods and really getting back to, you know, whole foods or the basic foods and starting this whole movement. But because it was, I 
was suffering from health issues and I'm the one that primarily cooks in our home and does the grocery shopping. I was the one that was dedicated to making these changes and wanting these changes done. And my husband and my son were kind of like, um, you want us to eat what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, and so we had, you know, this deal. And even now my husband will still sometimes buy some of their favorite, you know, snack things and stuff from the store. And I've yes. learned instead of being put out and irritated about it, that we've got to have those grace moments. And so I really loved that you honed in on that and that you picked that out because it's so true. And so let me just tell y'all, if you are the one who is the instigator of moving to more healthier food and cooking from scratch and your family is kicking and screaming, you're not alone and do it with baby steps. In fact, when I first started grinding our own flour, because whole wheat flour, especially when it's fresh ground, is very different in baked goods than regular all-purpose flour. Mm -hmm. So I had to start with just replacing a quarter of the flour with the whole ground Mm. and then slowly, gradually over time, like you said, those one degree turns, adding in more and more. So it was a gradual thing. And now I can pretty much use all the whole wheat flour and they don't really tell, but it couldn't be that boom overnight because they were, they were rebelling. They were rebellious. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Well, anytime we're, we're asked to make a change and it's not our own agenda, it's really, you know, we, we say, you know, change is hard. Well, it's especially hard when somebody else has bought into it and we have not been converted. And so, yeah, bringing those people with you. And, you know, one of the things that really helped us going from eating a lot of meals out to a lot of meals at home was really getting better at cooking. And I know that sounds crazy, but of course, being better at cooking would help with that. But my husband and I, we started watching this show called America's Test Kitchen. And it's- Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I love this show. I can't even stand it. And (laughs) Time Magazine called it, the it's the cooking show for people who actually cook. And so <laughs> I know, right? And so we what we've done together is we've we've watched these shows and we've invested in some good tools and we've said, "Okay, we're going to learn to cook together." And it's become an adventure for both of us. Instead, cuz he was the first one watching it, I'm like, "Oh, brother, another cooking show. Just shoot me now." But when I saw how excited he was and he wanted to try cooking things, that's what got me excited as well. So, you know, we can be mutually um, persuasive to go to this lifestyle we want. And it's, it's to capitalize on other people's interests to get buy-in and kind of build your team to change. As we get into the simplicity or for example, cooking more meals from scratch, that's a time thing because when you're cooking from scratch, there's a lot you have to, not only do you have to plan out that you have the ingredients. So either having a well-stocked pantry at home or going to the store to purchase set ingredients, planning out the meals so that you make sure that you've got the ingredients or any prep work that needs to be done. And then the actual doing of it also falls into time management because it's probably adding more time. If you're not used to doing that, it's going to be adding more time. And then as you become more skilled at it with anything, less time. So, and a lot of us feel like we don't have enough time. I mean, that's why the convenience of processed foods and drive-throughs became so popular. Yeah. So what are, what are some 
tangible steps or with the micromanagement and with overwhelms when it comes to tackling your schedule so that you have the room to do these things that are important to you without feeling overwhelmed crazy with this busy schedule? Yes. So the first thing I'm going to tell you is going to sound super counterintuitive, but go with me here. I think the very first thing you need to do is um, make sure that you have one day of rest. I am a huge believer in that, that you need to have one day where you're not being productive, where you're not you know, scheduling things. And because we need a solid begin and a solid end to each of our weeks. And so, you know, like I said, I come from a faith background and you know, I've always been told, have a Sabbath, have a Sabbath. Well, I always felt like, okay, God, you've given me nine days worth of work to do. And now you want to, <laughs> you want to take away a day. So I have to do it in six. Are you kidding me? So, but what I've come to understand is we can either use our week to prep for our Sabbath, or we can use our Sabbath to prep for our week. And I would rather go with the first option. I'm going to spend these six days so I can create a day of rest so I can go and worship God. I can be with my family. I can rest and I have an end to my week. And then Monday starts my, the beginning of my week. But here's the other key to that is if you're working a five day a week job, let's remember that Saturday, if that's your day off for me, it happens to be Monday is also a work day. You are working six days a week because if you are planning meals, if you're doing the grocery shopping, if you're doing, uh, you know, the trip to Costco, the trip to the dry clean, whatever it is, that's work cleaning your house. That's work. And so when we try to work seven days a week and shove all this house stuff around our already crammed schedule, well, it's no wonder we feel overwhelmed all the time. So I, you need, everybody needs a section of their week, and I call this prep and plan. So this is where you're going to prep for the things that are going to have happen around your house and plan. So this is when I make my meal schedule. You know, I figure out what we're going to eat that week. And one of the things that really helped me, especially as we started to cooking all of our own meals, was I was coming up with 30 different meals for, you know, the month. That's overwhelming. So what I've mm -hmm. done is, okay, I'm going to get really good at these seven dinners. And we're going to do those a couple of times. And then I can start incorporating in some new meals, some new things, kind of based on the same diet. But I'm not reinventing the wheel every single week. And so that made such a huge difference to not feel like, okay, it's a new thing every single time. It's to have a basic meal plan. And then as you get really good at it, you can, you can swap th some things out or add something new, but to do the basics and do them well, that's the essence of simple living to me is saying, you know, we're not doing variety for variety's sake. We're doing it because hey, we have the time now because we've mastered this one skill and then we can add in other skills as we go. Yeah, I love that. And it's so funny because one of the workbooks, work pages in the workbook that 
is a bonus with my book, The Made From Scratch Life, is mm-hmm. we've got meal planning sheets and sample menus and all kinds of really cool stuff. But one of the sheets that I have in there, and I know you haven't even seen it, is a master meal list. And yes. so for dinner and breakfast and snacks, that's what I have people do is to make a master meal list right. of meals that you know how to cook, that you know your family likes. Mm-hmm. And those are what you plug into your meal planning yes, first. Yes, absolutely. And then add it in. So you're saying, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I was just, I'm like, Yep. It, that's because it works, it which works. is why I've discovered that. And you've discovered that. Yeah. So I love that you shared that tip. And I was trying not to giggle because I'm like, oh my goodness, I have that exact thing written down. Like, this is so cool. We're you on know the same what? Page. It's, it's so funny, <laughs> Melissa, because I do have, I have a sheet of 50 dinner ideas because isn't that the thing when you sit down to a blank page, you're like, I don't remember anything I've ever made in my entire life. And if, yes. and if it's like, oh, that's right. I have a great recipe for buttermilk fried chicken for when we have company over or there's this tortilla soup recipe but that every time I make it my entire family loves it or we call them loop meals leftovers on purpose so I'm going to do a chicken but I'm going to reserve some of that because I want to do chicken soup two days later and so to be strategic about it to because every minute you sit down and you plan, I kid you not, you save 20 minutes, whether it's in the grocery store or in your kitchen cooking. It's just taking that time. It's pulling back. And it feels so weird because you're not being productive for maybe an hour or two while you're planning out your week, but it's going to save you so much time. And I love that you say, you know, pick the meals that you know you can do and you know your family loves and plug those in first. And then get creative, but start with what you are competent, your core competencies, and then grow from there. When, because planning, and I agree with you that planning can really, and it does sometimes when I take the time to plan and a lot of times I'll confess, I don't take the time to plan. And then I realize it as I'm getting into things, why things are taking so much longer and I'm feeling overwhelmed is because I didn't take that planning time. And it really is key, but it does feel like you're not doing anything sometimes. Mm -hmm. So kind of walk me through with a busy day, because a lot of us in the, especially during the middle of the week, I don't feel like I've got huge blocks of time to set and plan. Right. So do you do all of it for the entire week on the Sabbath? Do you break that down into certain times of the day that you plan for certain things? Or how do you go about actually plugging in the planning part into your yeah. regular life? So what I do is, so my week's a little different than other people's because I work on Saturdays most days. So I would say for most people, Saturday would be a good plan and prep day. But for me, it's Monday. Monday is the day I take off because I'm taking Sunday as my Sabbath. I'm taking Monday as my day off and then I'm working it hard five days a week. And, you know, I really believe that that's how we are designed to be. But just taking even an hour, if you can start with an hour and say, I'm going to use this to plan my week. And I think one of the important things, one of the ways that I've really been able to scale back on the time it takes me to plan each week is because I have a really solid morning and evening routine. And by the way, Melissa, I am the least planned person on the planet. I really believe if I can do this, anybody can, because routine always struck me as boring and unnecessary. But what I've come to understand is if I've got some routine in my life, Man, it because what I'm doing is I'm deliberately choosing what is important to me 
instead of letting others choose what my priorities should be. So in the morning, you know, my priorities are to spend time with God, to uh, be creative, which is writing for me because I, I write books. Uh, it's to get ready for the rest of my day. So it's shower, shampoo, and, and shining. Um, it's, I, I have a morning routine and then I have an evening routine. And my evening routine is really to get me prepped for the next day. So it's, you know, critical, vital things like setting up my coffee the night before. Very, very important. It's uh, things I, you know, <laughs> hey, we got to have our priorities, right? Uh, it, Amen, sister. It is doing things like, you know, cleaning up the kitchen so I don't hit the the floor in the morning and be greeted by a mess. You know, it's just, it's it's really kind of self-care things. It's putting out my, my walking clothes the night before so I have less of an excuse in the morning for going and walking. And so it's doing these things. And so having those solid routines is absolutely huge. Okay. I love that. And that's so funny that you mentioned the whacking clothes, because mm -hmm. for those of my, my readers and listeners know is I started in October getting back into an exercise routine and it was mm -hmm. five days a week. And I made myself a deal that even if I didn't feel like it, I had to work out for five minutes. And if after the five minutes, I still wasn't into it, then I could stop. Nice. And I got that tip from um, Shalene Johnson, actually. She does a lot of fitness yes. uh, stuff online. Yeah. yeah. And so I got that tip from her and I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. And it has worked because once I get into that first five minutes, then, you know, you're committed and you're going in and it's fine, but it's like this subtle trick. And so since October, I have worked out five days a week throughout everything, Christmas, holidays, wow. and stress. But one of the things I know, I'm actually quite proud of that because I had went a long, long time without yeah. that being a scheduled priority in the morning. But one of the things I've noticed is, and it's going to sound so stupid, but if I put my sports bra on and then go to bed, I wake up and I've got that essential first part of your workout gear on. And then it's easier for me to to just jump into exercising. Dude, so I love that we are the same person. Out. We are the same person. Okay. So something you don't know that, you know, we will definitely talk about at some point. I'm writing a book this year called Restored, and it is all about simplicity and really getting back to the heart of God. And one of the things that I've done is I am not buying, I'm only buying 12 pieces of clothing this year. And for me, that's a challenge. It's a huge challenge. But I bought two things because I knew I was going into this. I knew there was, was not going to be new clothes. I love it. I bought a package of three sports bras for exactly the reason you're talking about. If I sleep in a sports bra, the the chances of me exercising go up by about 100%. It's crazy. Is it the, okay, good. Yes. And the other thing I bought was a pair of black boots because my cat peed on mine and I just couldn't. So, you know, those were the things <laughs> I'm like, I am doing. But yes, the sports bras make a difference. They really, really do. <laughs> Melissa, let me tell you, if people are struggling with their morning and evening routines, or it's like never even occurred to them over on our website, which is overwhelm.website slash freebies. And I'll send you the link so you can put it in the show notes. We have these free okay. downloads. They're the uh, morning and evening routine worksheets. And uh, for a long time, I had these up in my bathroom, in my kitchen, so I would stay on track. But can I tell you, when you've completed your morning routine, you can take on 
anything in the world. And when you complete your evening routine, you'll sleep better than you ever have. I promise you, because you know the essential things are done and they're not spinning in a loop around your head. Okay, I love this because I've actually pretty, my morning routine is good. Like I feel good about my morning routine. It's accomplishing, you know, I have the goals and the, the priorities that I want to be met are in that morning routine. And it's been really good. Like I said, I started that in October, but an evening routine, mm-hmm. I haven't really done that. Like I have the morning. So I'm excited. I'm going to go, cause I have not downloaded those worksheets. I'm going to go and download those. And so my goal is to now get the evening routine in sync like the morning routine is. So right. I'm really excited. I think this is going to be super helpful. I It really does help me so much because I go to bed knowing the things that are important to me have been accomplished. I What I like about it too is it's not, you know, we're not giving like these 10 steps that if no. you do this, life will be perfect because all of our lives have different intricacies and, and different things. And so that's it, this really this kind of this formula, so to speak, is what you plug in for what matters to you and right. how your life is working. So it's, it's very versatile for situations. And I like that. Yeah. You know, if you looked at my morning routine, you'd be like, oh, nice for somebody who doesn't have kids at home. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. I don't have kids at home. <laughs> it's awesome, by the way. Um, by the way, <laughs> my kids know I absolutely adore them, but I love them as adults. You know, it's great. So, you know, I have a whole hour where I'm writing in the morning. Most people do not have a two and a half hour morning routine. Some people have a 25 minute morning routine, but you have to do what works for you. And I know, you know, after the coffee, sitting down in the nest, which is what I call our big giant wraparound couch. And I've got a dog on one side and a cat on the other. And I write for an hour and then I have my quiet time. And then I go walk the, you know, the dog and we fix the breakfast. When I do all of that, it, it works for me and it is such a blessing and it makes me happy. And so what, what more could you ask for from a morning routine? My, my kiddos are still little. And so what's been really exciting talking about routines and stuff is my daughter's room, because Kathy is also the author of Clutter Free, (laughs) y'all, which we'll have links in the show notes so you can check this out. But this past weekend, we had to attack her bedroom. And I mean, it was a two day, seven hours, probably project. Yeah. But it was like you said, it was setting stuff up. And I think this is so valuable because we, we, everything has its place now. And let me tell you, I know you have a thing about getting rid of what is the 2000 items 2000 in a year, items if I recall. In a year, yes. Okay. I think I did it in two days, but That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. But it's been so nice because we have things now set up to make her morning routine easier, which therefore makes mine easier. So we have clothes designated to these are clothes for school. These are your play clothes. These are farm clothes. And then we've got a section for, you know, church and dress up clothes. But having that all designated and now she knows exactly where all of this is, it has made and we're only going on day three here, but it has made morning so much easier for her and I. So putting your kids for a morning routine, I think is really essential and it gives them some tools that they'll just going to take with them through the rest of their life. So I'm loving it. What a gift that you've given her to say, you don't have to be overwhelmed every day and I don't have to be overwhelmed by you. What a gift you've given to your daughter. 
story. I hadn't actually thought of it that way. That's actually super sweet. And I love that, but it's true. It is. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to thank you so much for being on the show today because I always love chatting with you. And uh, Kathy also has podcasts. It's Clutter Free Mm -hmm. is the name of her podcast, which I think you guys will enjoy. I listen to it frequently. And um, one of the things that we, I have here on the Pioneering Today podcast, and I'm springing this on you. So if you okay. don't have one that comes to mind, it's okay. But I always do the verse of the weeks. And so ah. it's kind of usually a verse that has meaning to me or something maybe that I'm working through or I'm, you know, kind of God's got that verse and is yeah. doing something to me. So if you have a verse of the I, week that you would like to share, I would love for you to do so. Well, you know what? This really goes with the overwhelm theme. It's Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I think that when we can look at our days as you know, not endless, but finite, and we say, what, what if, if today was my last day, what would I want people to know my priorities are? And to live like that, it it really is very clarifying and gives you a sense of purpose and planning that is the opposite of overwhelmed. Thank you so much for having me on. This is lovely. I so hope you guys enjoyed today's episode on the podcast. This one was really fun for me. And I am going to go grab my downloads to make over my evening routine to get everything even more in sync. But I wanted to let you know that we have two copies of Kathy's book, Overwhelmed, up for a giveaway on this blog post. So just go to this. It's episode number 101 on the website and scroll down to the bottom and you will see the entry form there. And that giveaway is going from February 18th, 2017 to February 26th, 2017. So you can pop on over there and enter to give away two copies of Kathy's book. And you're going to want to make sure I actually took the menu plan that's part of the workbook that's a bonus when you purchase my book, The Made From Scratch Life. But I took out that menu plan and I'm going to give it to you guys for free. And that's not part of the giveaway. That's for anybody. So you can jump over to the blog post and get that free download. What I really like, I actually custom designed this menu plan and it's the one that we use. It's on the front of my fridge right now. And so it's got the seven days of the week. And for each day, we've got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And then there's also a place on the sheet. It's just a regular sheet of paper, eight by 11. So it can easily fit into something and it just works great on the front of the fridge. But then there's also a section for you to put in your prep planning or notes if you need to prep things. So for example, this week, we had tacos for one of our nights. So I had to put down 24 hours ahead of time to start soaking the beans because I did refried beans with our taco meat. And then I also make our own tortillas. And so I also put a note down for the morning of the day that we had tacos to make the tortilla dough so that when I came home, all I had to do was roll that out and cook it. The dough was already done for me. So that's where that area comes in so handy. It just gives you those notes so that you remember to do things on the days ahead of time so that meal plan goes even faster. I shouldn't say the meal planning, the meal prep, the actual cooking of it 
that gets cut down too because you're not going to forget a step to do your meals with. And then there's also a spot for a grocery list. So you go through your meal plan and then you can quickly look at your ingredients, your pantry inventory, what you got going on in the fridge, and then you can make a list based on the entire week's worth of foods of the items that you need to get at the grocery store. So you're only going one time to the store and then you're not missing anything that you need in order to prepare all of your meals for the week. And that is totally free. You can grab that at the blog post that goes with this podcast, episode number 101 in the resource section. So you can grab that too. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with Kathy and I today. I so appreciate it. And I would love it if you find this podcast helpful, if you would share it to others in your life. So I want to thank you so much. And I will be back here with you next week.